G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. Let's say good day to my co-host first of all, Welshie. How are you, Welshie? Excellent. Lyle, where the hell is he? I don't know, mate. Oh, I'll say uh, very g'day, Tony. Hello. Oh, I feel yes, good can. to say. Where, where Actually, is, he? Uh, is he? To be truthful, we do know where he is. He's got COVID again for the fifth time. I oh, know. He's not going to give it to half of the Melbourne wrestling scene again like he did last time he had it. No. He almost shut the place down last time. Yeah. Uh, if Mikey's listening, stay away from Welshy again. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I really want to send out our heart form, you know, thoughts with uh, Welshy's partner, Steph. She's the... She's the one that's going to put up with him. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And, you know, she probably... Probably sicker than he is, you know. I think he's probably playing on it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh. Anyway, and uh, move on, our love's out to Steph. Let's not talk about him anymore. We'll move on. Uh, of course, nah. we're brought to you by the Australian Wrestling Network. We really appreciate their support of this podcast and Australian wrestling in general. Yeah, it's always good. Check check their stuff out, Tony. Yeah, yeah get a, on there. What's it? A, a cost of a, you know, a quality coffee in Melbourne, you know? Yeah. Cost of a rubbish coffee in Sydney or any yeah. other state that does rubbish, but yeah, go out and support the local stuff. Watch some old, old stuff. Exactly. Uh, what was the word on the street about Todd Eastman? It was very good, Tony. Very yes. good. He, you know, he does have uh, his strong opinions on you know different things. He does like to get himself into trouble, but I don't think he got himself into too much trouble. Uh, but yeah, it was a good chat. Finally, uh, the two podcasts, you know colliding um no it was, it was good he's a good he's a good guy todd and what he's doing up there for queensland uh wrestling trying to get them back on the map and not just uh you know they're getting take taken seriously and not just make made a fun of at the minute so it's a yeah good step in the right direction well i'll tell you what you can't make fun of our first guest tonight really looking forward to catching up with this guy lyle because he's a part of something big New Japan Wrestling, of course, a couple of shows in New Zealand and also here in Australia. And Jake Taylor is going to be on them, and he joins us now for a chat. Good day, Jake. How are you? Good, thanks, boys. How are you doing? Fantastic, mate. You must be pretty chuffed with yourself. Yeah, it's been a very exciting week and a very exciting build-up for the show. It's a lot of hard work that we've put together as a dojo as a whole, a lot of things behind the scenes and in front, just building up to this weekend, really. How's the nerves, mate? Nerves, anxious, excited? Is it all rolled into one? Uh, it's funny with wrestling because I know there's people like uh, you know Cody Rhodes and he says all the time that he gets the butterflies before he goes out through the curtain still. And that kind of made me feel a little bit easier <laughs> about it all because for me, it's always been, I'm always chilled during the week. It's all fine leading into it. And then pretty much once I get to the, uh, the, the place, it's always like, all right, there's something to kick in now. But then uh, the curtain, you walk through the curtain, you look at all the fans and you're still kind of like, all right, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's all good. And then once the bell rings, like, all right, we're out here now. There's no going back. So you just get the boat. <laughs> Mate, I know exactly how you feel and I don't want to make this about me at all, but. No, please do. At the MCG, yeah, talking do. to 100,000 people as the ground announcer, they've been doing it for 30 years. I still get nerves before the very first words that I speak. And it's exactly. just. And, and I think it's great. I think it means you do it and you get those nerves because it actually means something to you. You don't want to stuff it up. It actually yeah. means something to you. And if you didn't get them, 
I think it, oh, I'm not sure whether it means any less, but that's just the way I feel about it. It's not a bad thing getting those butterflies. No, I just it, at the end of the day, I've spoke to people about it all leading into matches, and I've talked to people that are like cruisy as hell before they go out, but and then they go out and put on a terrible match, but yeah. then uh, <laughs> and then there's people that are nervous the whole time, and you see them stressing about the match, and then they go out there and then they put on a great match. And I, I don't know, for me, it just kind of feels like they care. If you if you're nervous, you care, and I even spoke, uh, spoke to Farley's son about it and said, you know, that when's the last time you got nervous? And he said, it was, um, he told me like two days ago, he said, it's when I walked out, um, I think it was at Corrigan Hall when the fans could start applauding in Japan again. He Ooh. said he was scared that when he walked out, he wasn't sure if they were going to start clapping or what sound they were going to make because <laughs> he's been away for a little while. So, but they all clapped. And as I said before, once you hear the noise, you're in. Yeah. It'd be like in the podcast, Tony, you know? I'm I'm nervous. I know there's going to be a hundred yeah. people listening. You see, I never uh, get nervous when I'm doing the podcast, <laughs> and that's probably because it means nothing to me. No, no, no. routine now. But the one trick is, and, and you're right, you mentioned it. You can't let it control you. The minute you let no. those nerves control you, you are absolutely screwed. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and like that's where you just get you just practice and practice. Like for us, for us training, like we're doing matches every single day, and we're getting, and when you've got a guy, if you got Farley son looking at you, you know, Tony Casino, other coach is staring at you the whole match and he's got his arms crossed and then you're not sure if he liked it or if he, what his thought process is going through. He's talking during the match. Is he looking at his phone? And then after the match, he nods and says, yep, it was all right. And you're like, all right, that's all I need to hear. I'm all good. But it's, yeah, even if we're just, even those training matches, like you, it's just building that confidence where you just, you know, you know what you're doing. You've done this a thousand times. You're not stressed. Like I remember when I first started training and, and wrestling for PCW, there'd be matches where I was going out there and I just, once that bell rung, I might've had some ideas of what I thought I was going to do. And the other guy had some ideas what we we're going to do. <laughs> and it was just like, I'm looking, I remember I was having a match with um, uh, Luke Sabre back in the day, my first like match 2017, one of my early matches. And I looked at him and he looked at me and I knew there was going to be an arm drag at some point because normally he'd give me his opponents an arm drag at the start of all these matches and I'm looking at him he's looking at me and he's just staring at me going what are you doing <laughs> I'm just like, I've got, I'm like I don't know <laughs> I think I was like three matches in and I just ran at him and then all of a sudden he comes and then just arm dragged me I'm like all right all right we're off to the race and that kind of knocked me into like I know what I'm doing now we're all good <laughs> but you see it all the time yeah big difference now um uh, we'll stick on the the nerves topic. Yeah. Uh, mm. so obviously, it's a big weekend, you know, for the Farley Dojo, Christchurch, yeah. you know, Sydney on Sunday. The nerves going into the big weekend or five, ten minutes before grand final day when you're about to watch Geelong <laughs> play? Which where's you the ask you that. more? I, to tell you the truth, I had, and this will probably annoy you a bit, um, the grand final I here in Auckland, Luckily for the AFL app, they allowed me to watch the grand final. We're taking promo picks that day. So I'm listening to it all on my phone. Listen to Robbie Williams do the, like, the pre-show on my phone while shaving my legs for these <laughs> promo picks and shaving my chest and rolling out to one of the boys to help me shave my back. And I was like, come out here. Don't worry. You can listen to Robbie Williams. He's singing. And then... Um, when we did the shoot and everything, and I watched the rest of the grand final on my, my phone, which was I'm very thankful to be able to watch it. But I tell you what, that whole day, I didn't have any stress for that grand final. I was so confident. I don't want to sound arrogant as a Cats fan because I know we get a bit 
but I was so confident that we were going to smash them that I wasn't stressed at all. But the, the only stress I really had was actually the Collingwood game. And I know that annoys you is that Collingwood game was the only one five minutes in. And then I'm looking, so I couldn't, the problem with that game is I, I try to find a place to watch it, couldn't find one. So I had to listen to that game on my app here in Auckland on the AFL app. And I'm just walking around the lounge room while there's guys here from England and America that have got no idea what's going on. And I'm yelling <laughs> ball. I'm yelling all these things like, what is going on? <laughs> so, yeah, that, the Collingwood game, If I, I think everyone always says that. If, if Collingwood were in the grand final, then, you know, it would have been a more entertaining game. But I'm very happy with the game that we got because, uh, yeah, by the time Selwood and Tom Hawkins were hugging each other and crying, I was bawling my eyes. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, not sure I agree with you. I, I don't. Whoever Geelong came up against that day was going to suffer. Geelong oh, just so. played the absolute perfect game of football mm. for a grand final. I don't think anyone was going to get near them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a Collingwood supporter, so obviously I would have liked to see them. Well, not lose another grand final to Geelong. I've been through that. <laughs> um, but I think they would have been more competitive for a bit longer. I, I still yeah. think yeah. Uh, Geelong were a far better team over the, the whole journey and obviously deserved it. And, yeah. you know, as a football tragic myself, I did like that Joel Selwood did get his flowers on his way out, you know, because I yeah. have been a Joel Selwood hater myself. I'll put my <laughs> hand up. Um, but it was nice to it, see it him was, get his flowers. It and... was the perfect face turn, wasn't it, from him? It was. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Joel Selwood. <laughs> baby. Anyone who hated him could not hate him at no, the end of that grand final Bastard. after everything that happened on it. And, and then it just, the, yeah, you know, <laughs> I was going to say that were probably, I, I loved it. But then every day it got, it was like two weeks of just pure Joel Selwood, this Joel Selwood, that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I can kind of see why people don't yeah. like him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You'll never hear a bad word from me about Joel Selwood. I'm Everyone sure. loved, and from John love him. I'm sure we won't hear a bad word from you about the Farley Dojo either. This is a, this is oh. a massive weekend coming up for the Dojo, isn't it? Well, this is huge. So pretty much from, you know, when, when Farley Son um, you know, spoke to the office about establishing this dojo and giving an opportunity to people from this side of the world and especially people of, you know, as I said last time I was on the show, you know, to Polynesian people um, in South Auckland as well, this has just been this huge thing of hard work and so many hundreds of people that have been through the dojo building to this weekend that, like, this was all meant to happen in 2020. And that's the thing we keep asking. Like people kept saying, like, you know, what's what's the go with the dojo? What's happening? I said, well, this was meant to happen two years ago. Like before, when I was in Japan training over the dojo there for New Japan, we were putting out promotional stuff for tryouts. We were putting stuff out saying that Okada was going to be at our tryout, you know, that all these people were going to be there. We had organized all these coaches to be training there as well and helping out. And then once, you know, the pandemic hit, all our plans went out the window and you know i we can't really complain because there's a lot of wrestlers in australia especially that all lost contracts from in 2020 you know friends of mine that were signed to ring of Honor and stuff and they lost all their stuff and it was kind of heartbreaking because if you listen to anything i say about australian wrestlers or anything you read about what i say about you know wrestlers i kind of have the sense of team i guess wanting Australian wrestlers to be on the map and wanting to be doing well. So when something bad happens to an Australian wrestler, they, they say like, oh, this person's been released by a big company. I get affected by it, it you know, because I want everyone that's here to be doing well. And like yeah. this Farley Dojo, the Tamashi show that we're going to be doing, 
it's not to take talent from companies and just have them on our show. It's to have people, you know, like Ricky South and Matt Diamond that will be on this show that maybe a PWA fan, you know, knows about a lot, but then maybe there's a wrestler that's in Japan or fan of wrestling that's living in Japan saying, who's this Ricky South guy? How can I watch more of his stuff? And then they search him, he's on PWS, and then that helps out the Australian scene and what's going on there. So pretty much everything that's was meant to happen in 2020, we're finally getting in November of 2022. So it's been a lot of, the last two years have been extremely hard and pushing through and uncertainty, you know, what's going on. Obviously, companies are getting affected with their budgets. Big companies are getting affected, you know, affected with their budgets. So how are we going to get affected by it? But we kept strong and this weekend, it's all, it's all come to this. Wouldn't that be fantastic how we have that migration of Australians that go to Japan at the start, at the start of the new year to go watch the big stuff happen over there? Wouldn't it be fantastic if you had a group of Japanese that actually want to come over to Australia to watch a PWA Coliseum yeah. for a weekend, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that? I mean, it'd be, it'd be great. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, as a, you know, social media and streaming services, the world gets a little bit yeah, smaller. Correct. The flights, all right, the flights may be through oh, the roof price wise. Uh, I'm not going over to Japan this new year. Uh, <laughs> maybe when the flights come down the year after. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's amazing. Like, obviously, the top crop of talent in Australia have been ready for three, four years. And I, I feel, you know, yeah, Australia as a whole has taken a hit on the back of the pandemic. We're starting to build it up now. I think a show and shows like this can put that spotlight back on mm. the people that are at the top. You know, look, obviously Robbie Eagles is killing it everywhere he goes. And, you know, he's still busting his ass when he's come, when he comes home off tour, you know, the natural classics, you know, in, in Christchurch as well. And, you know, that they've, they've, dip their toes in the new Japan, you know, rings a couple of times, you know, Bonza, you know, Mick Moretti, these, these guys, the, the top of the top of our country. I think, you know, shows like this, just bring that spotlight back to where Australia probably was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a benefit. I think everyone will, will benefit with shows like yeah. this. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing. Like, so we've got this one that's going to be uh, the Christchurch show which is this Friday. As you said, we're going to have the natural classics on it. So the two Philippe boys who they did three months here back in 2019. And then they did the show. I think it was the Sydney show that they did, that New Japan show that was in Sydney. Um, so they got that experience. We've got Aaron Solo coming over, who also was part of their intake. So they did, he also did three months in um, here at the dojo. So I think the whole purpose of like this show is – you know, it's highlighting Australian wrestlers, but it's also going to be highlighting a lot of wrestlers that have been through Farley Dojo. So we're almost at the point where we're still training guys up, but we're almost at the point where we can fill out, out shows with just Farley Dojo talent. That's good enough to be, you know, up there with the best in the world. So, you know, guys that are going to be on the show in Christchurch, we've got Rowan Davis, John, Jordan Allen Wright, Nikolai Anton Bell, Alex Shepard, Richard Mulu, Michael Richards. Andrew Villanobos, Carter Deems, that will be, he's been at the dojo. He'll be on the Sydney show. Matt Rogers did some time at the dojo as well. We've got Lucci and Caveman Ugg. Like, there's just so many guys that have been through the dojo and have picked up that training that, you know, have gone elsewhere. And now when we come, we can use them all on the shows. And that's going to be the same way if we go to Queensland. We've got guys up there, you know, the top tier boys that we could be using on the Queensland shows and Adelaide and, someone in Perth as well. So, but that's just, 
Australian talent, I guess, in general. Like, if you look at the best wrestlers in the world and, like, Australian New Zealand talent, <laughs> yeah. we're up there. Like, if you if you looked at just the New Japan uh, wrestlers at the moment that are over there at the moment, like, you got the, what is it, Aussie Open guys. You got Aaron Hanare. You got Jay, who's champion. Like, yeah. Yeah. Jonah Rock, all the Mighty Don't Kneel guys. Like, the, the, the amount of people, like, if you wanted to have a full New Japan company running, which Tomashi will be, you've got access to all this talent that's going through. So, crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. When they write the book of the 100 most influential people ever in the history of wrestling, <laughs> where does Fale Sun come in? <laughs> Ooh. That's going to be an interesting one because. I think a lot of people are slowly figuring that out in Australia that he is pretty much the gatekeeper for Australian and New Zealand wrestling. Yeah. So if you want anything to happen in Australia, for if you want anybody to come over for a tour, any company wants something to happen, everything goes through him. So the amount of work that he's doing is, and you know, along with Mark Tui, a manager, and Tony... Kazina, our coach, just to make this happen, but also make everything else happen around Australia and New Zealand. It's he's got to be up there, okay. especially for Australian wrestling. Oh, for, for Australian wrestling, yeah. yeah. For the for this for this cycle of this generation, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, be top five. But, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, yeah, you know, quick, you know, question without notice, definitely. Um, mm. You know, and then on the back of more shows coming and. You know, bigger talent coming and, you know, shows getting bigger, natural progression and stuff like that. Um, I just want to talk a bit. When was your first uh, try it with the, the Fale Dojo? Was it 2019? It was 2019. And, um, yeah, so because I, I, I think the last time we spoke about it was uh, I was talking to Stevie Philippe. Stevie Philippe was there and he I was calling him while I was working. So I, was, I work a, a trade when I was back home for the family Pacific hot wash, washing bricks. And, um, uh, I was, uh, yeah, sometimes some days on the, on the, on the tools, it gets a little long <laughs> and, uh, I was, saw him posting pictures and everything like that. And I just messaged him and said, Hey man, like what's the go? <laughs> How is it? All I hear is you guys do a lot of squats and stuff. And he's like, no. <laughs> and then he's like, no, 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 don't worry about the squats. He said, the, the training that I'm getting here is, is, like that stuff's all, I'll, I'll say it quickly, but like basically, because I know I've had it before where like, oh, you know, all you guys do is squat. How do you get better wrestlers if, you, if you're just squatting all the time? First off, the squatting is like 10 minutes of training, like 15 minutes of training. And the purpose of the squatting is just like in a match is to match the timing of everyone else in the match. If one person's going too fast, one person's going too slow, it's going to be a terrible match. So the purpose of the squat is you could be doing a thousand squats but you're doing a thousand squats in time with 10 other people. You're yelling and in time with the other people constantly using your voice because in a match, if it gets to the last two minutes of a match or the last final bit of the match and you've got no voice and you're not yelling, the crowd's not going to be with you guys during that last little bit. So if you can do a thousand squats and continue to yell and keep pace with another person or 10 other people, you'll be perfectly fine again. So squatting, it's 10 minutes of training. Get over it. <laughs> That's ingenious though. It still doesn't get me to do more than 10 squats, but it's ingenious. <laughs> well, you need nine other people yelling with you, Tony. Most of the yeah. But, you know, so but it's... Talk, talk us through like the training side of it. And if there was a young aspiring wrestler out there listening, or maybe they're training at a local school in Melbourne or, you know, Sydney, 
what would your advertisement be to like take the leap and come over to the Farley Dojo? Yeah, well, this is it brings me back to exactly how I took it when I first joined was uh, my, you know, I, I had to get to that decision where I was thinking, do I want this to be a weekend, you know, thing where I have fun, I can express myself, you know, by doing this kind of thing, or do I want to make this a full time job? And then it came down to, all right, let's do the research. Let's get, see what the schools are. Let's see what this is. And basically, every school that I had seen in America was pretty much you do three months and then they say, thanks for coming. Good luck. <laughs> you know, thanks for the check. And then when I looked into Farley Dojo, spoke to Stevie, there was actually opportunity at the end of that three months. So, what you were doing. So, and as I said before, if you can go to a school, well, Australians and New Zealanders can get to a point where they start to feel like, all right, we're, we're too far on the other side of the world. I can't really make it. There's only got the lucky ones that kind of make it. How can we find someone that can help us get to that, you know, get to those bigger companies? And then so by doing my research, I found that Farley was that person. You find out that he's the gatekeeper. It's like, hey, you want to wrestle for New Japan? Well, I'm the one guy that can get you there pretty much. So have you heard of Jay White? Have you heard of Aaron Hanari? <laughs> like, that's, yes, I've, yeah. I've heard of Jay White. Like, I've heard yeah. Jay White. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yelled at me after my phone went off during a press conference <laughs> after a match. No, he was cutting a promo time. He was cutting a promo. And you unprofessionally and left your phone on uh, on loudspeaker. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was, yeah. Gave so they were just... I'm surprised that's something that's not on the wall of the Farley Dojo. <laughs> <laughs> your, your face, your photo. No phone. Yeah. Never speak to this man ever again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and I'm not sure if we asked you this the last time we spoke to you. and I, we, we did cover your, uh, your time over there and then your time mm. in Japan quite extensively because you yep. had that opportunity in 2020 before COVID hit and everything went crap. Do yeah. you look back now and think to yourself, what could have been had that not have happened? I try not to look back. Like I, I, I'm one of the, um, I think what I've looked into of late is, um, cause like, obviously I, you're living in a different country and like, I, you know, I have fine. Well, I'm Maori, so I've got family here, but they're all in different parts of New Zealand and stuff. But like, all I've kind of got is the dojo. And sometimes you, you do need that time by yourself. And then, but then sometimes it feels like, you know, I miss my family or I miss my girlfriend and stuff like that. And one thing I realized with, um, uh, with like Dustin Martin, let's say, so if you bring it back to AFL yeah. and I talk about the Dustin Martin is the best thing that he ever did was before he's, when they started winning their premierships is he's the Richmond football club brought in a sports psychologist and they made, they brought him in for the players. And basically he apparently was going to that psychologist like daily and weekly and everything like that. And they said, they pretty much said that the reason why he became and hit that potential was seeking help and actually being able to talk and go through it that way. So for me, and like, obviously for me, I have my, my girlfriend, Claire, who's my number one rock that keeps pushing me. And she's on my ass all the time. Just be like, are you training? What are you doing? What are you eating? Are you eating pizza right now? And then all, so she's. She's the one that keeps me, keeps the fire under me and keeping me going. And she's the best. But for her, now she's working in Japan um, and she works for Uniqlo in Australia, but she's been sent to Japan for 12 months. So now she's saying to me, hey, I'm over here by myself in Japan. So you better get on your ass and get over here as well. And, um, but, and she was, 
a big support for me, but also she was encouraging for me to to seek help and just be able to talk this to help me obviously hit that, you know, potential that you want to hit. So, and that's, you know, for a lot of guys that come and do wrestling, you see it all the time where a lot of them are in their own head and they, they don't express themselves. And that's just with men in general. Yeah. But the best thing I, I did as well for myself was to, to talk how to, instead of looking back on things and getting sad about them, like my time in Japan and, you know, what could I have done better? I was injured. You know, I wish I wasn't injured. And then I look at one of my best friends now, Oscar, who I went with there, who's now going to be debuting for New Japan in a couple of weeks on the 20th. And I'm so proud for him. And But then there would be the old me would be like, oh, damn, that should have been me though. I should have been doing that with him. But it's not about looking back and being sad about it. It's reflecting on what happened taken from that and then being able to look forward and move forward and change from from pretty much there so mm-hmm. like that that japan thing for me like i said, I said to you last night like it was you know it was heart-wrenching being injured and, and feeling like you're failing in front of <laughs> these idols like tanahashi's son's watching you and he's like hey you know I'm, i shouldn't do the accent but it's like hey jake jake's son like you're the future of this company <laughs> like keep trying <laughs> i'm like i'm trying man <laughs> i'm about to start crying but i'm trying <laughs> but yeah no so it's the main thing for me is yeah not to look back and be okay with looking back and reflecting on what happened but using that to move forward and and be better than what i was and who i can be looking forward for my goals so like for this show it's not about we said before having those nerves and having anxiety leading up to it and that's fine because it means I care for a show, but you know, it's, it's also looking forward to this, not just being the end all it's being the next one after that and moving forward and being able to help the dojo and new Japan Tamashi move forward into something exciting. Jeez, he's uh, full of positive Zen. Like up <laughs> Buddhism or something. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I was, I was reading an article on uh, newjapan.com. Uh, yes bit that stuck out to me was uh you know training under Philae son and mm. him teaching you how to actually be a big man in, yeah. in the ring um you know maybe you don't realize how big you actually are when you're standing <laughs> beside Farley, but you you are you know six foot five is big in australian wrestling terms what was yeah. that difference like from where you know you're training at pcw and and then Farley coming in and saying hey mate this is how a big man works or trains. Yeah. It's a thing where I think a lot of wrestlers kind of, they have your guys that you watch and you just kind of, you start to mimic them a bit. So once you become the wrestler, you sign on for a school and be like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be Randy Orton, even though Randy Orton's six or five, but he doesn't, everyone in that company's around the same high. Like I love Chris Benoit, but Chris Benoit's, he was five foot 10, Kurt Angle, kind of similar. They're all shorter guys. So for me, uh, doing those kind of matches, there was no point. So I could go out there and, and do that match, but like, what does that do for Ryan Rapid? What does that do for guys that are a little bit shorter? And if I go out and do the same moveset, it just makes it look like the crowd's seen the same match five times in a row. And like, why does it make, you know, a guy that's five, eight flip look special when a guy that's six, five can do the same flip? It just kind of takes away from those guys. Because they can't go out there and be six five, they can't go out and throw guys around like I can throw guys around. So it's always just about finding like what makes me different. 
in a positive way that I can, you know, kind of showcase to make things go. And plus, big man style is really easy to work. <laughs> it's, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty simple. There's less bumps, which is nice. <laughs> Just be a good base. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Just be a strong base. And uh, yeah, how many bumps do you want me to take? Three? Uh, I can do one for you, Papa. That's <laughs> Now, mate, we're beefing down here about the fact that you haven't come to Melbourne. You're going to Sydney instead. What's the story there? Um, well, we got to start somewhere, and uh, we've—I can't give too much away because that was one of the things that Faisal had to chat to me about and said, you know, you can talk about this, but you can't talk about this, this, or this. <laughs> so, right. so don't basically- talk about it. That's good enough for us. Yeah, that's that's enough. Yeah, that's that's enough. That's our next question. We've just spent a great weekend in Auckland because it was Guy Fawkes weekend. Did yeah. you partake? <laughs> I didn't partake, but every bloody neighbor around me did. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> I've been there before for Guy. It's like being, it was like being in Iran during the war. I mean, bombs just everywhere. These fireworks just going off everywhere. The best place to watch the uh, Guy Fawkes night in Auckland is up in the big tower, that big sky tower that they've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you see, see it, over. it. It's just like flashes. It's going off. They get right into it, mate. <laughs> Lyle, they are crazy over fireworks. Well, you see the special. Like around us, it's like there's fireworks. I saw a fireworks stand about like around the corner from our house. And then um, I was like, oh, no, 5th of November, it's coming up. Because I remember Farley's made us do it in, uh, we didn't make us do it, but we did it back in uh, 2019. That was good fun. We all shot off fireworks. And like obviously in Melbourne, you don't really get your hands on fireworks every day of the week so yeah, yeah. and then so we do it here but the problem is it's also the world cup and all the rugby games are on at the moment oh, and because yeah. i'm in we live in south Auckland, we've got lots of tongans and Samoans here and stuff so every bloody rugby game <laughs> that's coming up to it you see everyone driving past with all the flags hanging out the windows but all night you're just hearing boosh, 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 boosh. <laughs> and we got this poor guy I shouldn't say this story, but oh well. <laughs> We've got this one guy Did who's Farley from. Did say not to say this story? No, he doesn't care. Oh, that's what <laughs> he knows that. Well, he's he's already given me a lot of warnings for getting for having too much of a big mouth. I get in trouble enough. <laughs> but he said, um, "We've uh, we've got a guy here from America, and he pretty much hit the deck because he thought there was gunshots going oh, on." No. <laughs> he's yeah. like, "What, the, damn man? What's it going on?" <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, well, it is crazy. And it's not one day. It goes for the entire weekend, doesn't it? It was the whole week, and we had it. Um, and then I – so building up to this show, we've had a really unfortunate run with injuries and, and sickness, but everyone's kind of finally healing up by the time it's going to hit. So we're all looking pretty healthy for the show, which is great, which always happens. And um, But uh, on the – I think it was Saturday night, I woke up feeling a bit crook, and then I was sick all weekend. And I'm trying to rest in my bedroom and all I'm hearing is psh, 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 all these fireworks just going off all times, all hours. And then I find out there's a rugby game at like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh no, I better prepare myself for that. And all of a sudden three o'clock, bang, bang, bang. So yeah, it, it is constant. It's just, it's, it's like a week full of just fireworks going off. Yeah. Hey mate, we're really happy for you and what you've achieved and where you're going with everything at the moment. Give us the final details for us people over here in Melbourne that can't get to Sydney or Christchurch. Uh, how can we catch this thing over the weekend? I am not allowed to tell you. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that is a, it's another thing that I can't tell you just yet. Oh, but so there's no, that, is there no live streaming or anything? Or 
there's going to be something maybe announced sometime soon. Okay, so cool. I, I can't tell you just yet, but um, just say it's exciting times. But yeah, we're looking forward to this weekend, obviously, for all, uh, especially for Andrew Villanobos, Mike Richards, and myself, who have, um, you know, we're signed to New Japan. So we finally get to kind of show off what we've got. And then um, here in Christchurch and then also in Sydney. But then look, we've got some uh, big plans come pretty much once 2023 hits where <laughs> we're going to be rolling with a lot of stuff we're very very busy let's say that, that, so that if, you, if, for us. if you're living in australia and you you're annoyed that you missed out on a um a new japan show i i wouldn't be worried at all yeah that's all i can say that's all we need but thank it. you so much all the best this weekend mate it's going to be a, a massive debut of this uh new show for you guys and we hope it all works out well for everyone Thank you very much. Tickets are still available for the Christchurch show, but I'm pretty sure the Sydney show tickets are very limited. So oh, if you, you want to... The tickets still available. Yeah. This, it's it's almost <laughs> super no vacancy for the Sydney. I think. <laughs> yeah. Last yeah. last update I seen it was five yeah. standing yeah. tickets. I think it was yeah. very, you know, bare. Yeah, but hey, if you can, you know, get to the shows and, you know. Yeah, right, exactly. Mate, so... All the best. We'll catch you soon. Too easy. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. Jack Taylor joining us here on the Turnbuckle. Welcome to Intermission. Yeah, Intermission. Welcome back, episode episode segment two of the show, and of course, uh, the Offspring's intermission brings us into this part. Jake Taylor, what a ripper guy! I hope he has a fantastic weekend. He's got a massive career ahead of him. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The bloke, he looks like a million bucks, like we said in the interview. He's six foot five. Yeah, you know, I lo- I love his his roar and his honesty. Every time we speak to him, um, you know, he actually really gets the business. So yeah. Big weekend this weekend, uh, you know, for the Farley Dojo in uh, Christchurch and yep. Sydney on Sunday. So, yeah, good luck. Yeah, really wouldn't mind having Jake Taylor on early next year, you know, see where he's at. Yeah, good call. Good call. Uh, big weekend last weekend for WWE in Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel. Always a big yeah. show. Well, you know, they make a boatload of money per show. You know, what is it? Yeah. Two shows a year for $100, $100 million a year. You know, it's a billion-dollar deal. Good luck to them. Um, yeah, I I really only watched the main event just because of all the hype on the back of Logan Paul. Yep. Um, you know, we spoke last time when he was at WrestleMania, and, you know, I, he just gets it. He really Very just good. gets it. Uh, obviously, he's working alongside, you know, one of the best, you know, in-ring in, in leaders in Roman. But mm. hey, Logan's athleticism is second to none. But it's the thing he does in between the notes that I think sets him apart from, you know, the standard celebrity 
you know, yeah, moves are one thing, but uh, yeah, he can you know, he can tell a story. Selling is really good. Um, yeah, maybe he can teach his brother how to throw a working punch because they were a little bit embarrassing at the end of the match. But you know, look forward to seeing him more in the ring. Um, you know, might be a while, but you know, in yes. The so the uh, word is, in case you haven't caught up, and I'm sure everyone has, is what has he torn an ACL, an MCL, a PCL? He's ruptured this and that, and it's just absolutely blown his knee out. Yeah, it, it's sort of a weird one. You know, like obviously, you know, we watch a lot of sport, and you can actually see in a sport, where, you know, when someone has, you know, hurts their knee, you can see where it happened. This one was a weird one. I know people are reporting it probably happened on the table spot. I don't know. I don't know. This, I, you know, maybe I'm going to be called crazy later. Maybe this is just a way to get him off TV for a while and set up a mania program for later down the track. I there don't is, know. It there just, is talk that he may never fight again. Yeah, like this, now it's sort of turning into that pro wrestling side of it a couple of days later. Um, you know, because, hey, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, if he ha- is having surgery for, you know, all those three things, and he That's finished the match the least. way he did, yeah, yeah. he's going to miss mania. But the way he finished the match, it was like there was nothing wrong. I've only yeah. ever seen that once, Tony, and that was Lenny Hayes when he tore his ACL and finished the second half in footy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, that's a unicorn. That doesn't happen. Um, but, you know, yeah, fin- fingers crossed it is a work. Uh, you know, because I, yeah, I wouldn't mind to see what he what they have planned for him for Mania. I think he had to be in a big match. You know, now that he's got his brother involved. Um, but, yeah, hats off. If he did injure himself that badly and finished the match off that way, because he still did another dive, over the he did. over the ropes, so yeah, no good. Oh, well, we'll wait and see. Uh, also, speaking of knee injuries, our very own JXT has had his surgery as well. Successful uh, ACL uh, reconstruction, Tony. So he actually looked better coming out of the surgery than he did going into it. <laughs> oh, maybe he had a bit of work done as well, Tony. Yeah, you never possibly. know. Um, but you know, like hey, we've all had knee surgeries, haven't we, Tony? Yes, we have. Um, well, yeah, you know, and. We, 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 you know, we've spoken to Tyson in the past. You know, he's got a long road ahead of him, but I think you know, everyone keeps supporting him. You know, he's still got mayhem shows coming up, which will keep him busy. He's still got the school. You know, jump on his socials, grab some merchandise off him. You know, Tony loves his basketball tops and his baseball tops. His baseball he, tops he has. Yeah, yeah um, you know, he's got a couple of weeks to play in video games while he's, you know, the early stage of rehab. So, you know, uh, Shout out, shout out to JXD. He's one of our favourites. He is one of our favourites. Uh, Jeff Jarrett used to be one of our favourites, and he's now debuted in AEW. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. We did get well, he got the ass from WWE a while back, and uh, yeah, he showed up in WWE uh, AEW swinging that guitar around. He's got his old TNA theme, which is you know nice little nostalgia for people that suffered through. <laughs> <laughs> TNA back in the day, uh, for for all the good and the bad that it did bring, uh, you know he's got to roll backstage in live events and stuff like that. So, you know, use his talent of promoting in the past, I guess, if they're going to start doing more live events, maybe some house shows. Yeah, you know, a little bit of a run on TV here and there is not a bad thing. You know, I, I don't mind seeing Jeff Jarrett hit a people hit people with guitars once or twice a year, um, and he's got a match coming up at the pay per view. You know, he's called out, called out Sting and Darby Allen. So, yeah, yeah, 
he'll be in the pay-per-view in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, see where he goes from there. It'll be interesting. Uh, good luck to Jeff Jarrett as he comes back to mainstream wrestling. Uh, also, speaking of mainstream wrestling, in New Japan Wrestling, doing heaps at the moment. Of course, we uh, just spoke to Jake Taylor about what's happening uh, in Australia and New Zealand over the weekend. But Aussie Open in New Japan. Yeah, well, it's no secret on, on this on this show, you know, recent times, you know, we've, we've called them, you know, the top three tag team in the world at the minute. Um, you know, they're in the, you know, in the big tournament coming up, the the tag World Tag League. So, you know, and they're one of the favourites to win it, you know, and that, that books a spot at Wrestle Kingdom on the 4th. Yep of January, you know, go up against FTR, which we've seen that match before. Uh, obviously, you know, got match of the year contender written all over it. Um, yeah, there seems New Japan are really high on Aussie Open at the minute. So, yeah, it's cool. And, yeah, like we spoke to Jake, seeing a lot of Australian wrestlers get their chance with New Japan. You know, you've already got Robbie, you know, Jonah. You know, so, yeah, it's very, very cool at the minute. Yeah, it certainly is. What about Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste? Name for uh, New Japan World. Yeah, so they're they're in the same tournament for the World Tag League. This is this is really cool. You know, yeah, you know, they're last in in uh, Japan for you know pro wrestling Noah. Yeah, you know, they did a, a bit of a stint in WWE, and Mike and Nichols, you know, came home for a bit, you know, for a family, and yeah, this is really cool. So yeah, it just the Australians are really really getting their chance uh, in New Japan. But yeah, Mike and Nichols. And Shane Hayes, they're an amazing tag team. Uh, been tagging for years together. You know, team uh, TMDK affiliated with, you know. So this is really interesting. You know, hopefully Jonah Rock gets another couple of tours on the back of it as well. You know, teaming with his stable mates. It'll be great. It will be great. Let's have a look at what's coming up around Australia this weekend. Lyle, last night, you would have caught PCW Slam if you were there. Uh, Hope everything went well in that. Uh, tonight, Friday, the 11th of November, nightfall, Black Friday at the Narangaba Community Hall in Queensland. N-A-R-A-N-G-B-A, Narangba Community Hall. Uh, NJPW, New Japan Wrestling. Tamashai, is that what they, how they say it? Tamashai? Tamashi. 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 Tamashi, yeah. It's got a, Kenta's yeah, going to okay. be there. Yeah, Ishimori's going to be there, you know. The natural classics from Melbourne are, are going to make the trip. You know, Jack Bonza and you know Farley tagging against you know Jake Taylor and his coach, you know Tony. He's very spoke very highly during the interview as well. So yeah, that's a stack lineup for Christchurch. That is, that's in Christchurch on Friday, Saturday, the twelfth of November. STW Ambition at the Beldivis Rec Centre in WA with Carlito on the card as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, that also has a, ah, oh, Slex and Adam Brooks are on the card as well. They're in a, a triple threat. I, I'm actually, I think it's Mikey Nichols actually. Yeah, there you uh, go. yeah. Triple threat match. So that should be a banger as well. Uh, PWA have, because beer is for babies. That's on Saturday night at the beer shed brewing company in New South Wales, PCW destiny in Ferntree Gully with a five on five survivor series match. And also the Destiny Ladder match as well. That promised to be a good night. The Desti Destiny Ladder match always, always delivers. So, yeah, yeah that'll be a fun night out at Furniture Gully. Suplex Wrestling has a 20-man rumble in Western 
New South Wales and FWA has fire your guns at Club 5 Dock RSL. And then on Sunday, the 13th of November in Sydney, New Japan with Tamashai, Tamashi. Tamashi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this one, um, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Cobb was a, uh, he's pulled out of the two shows uh, oh. as of late. Yeah. Uh, personal reasons. But, you know, yeah, disappointing for Carter Deems in Sydney. He was going to go up against Jeff Cobb. But Robbie Eagles, big friend of the show. Stepping up. He stepped in to take his place. So, you know, he's, um, yeah, that, that should be really good. Yeah, you got Matt Diamond on the card, SMS, you know, Matt Rogers, the Velocities, Jack Bonzer again. Yeah. You know, you know, Ricky South, Caveman are getting a lot of the young, you know, Australian guys getting, you know, big matches. You know. Fantastic. Ishimori versus uh, your favorite, Tony, Mick Moretti. Yeah, you know, as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually really good for the Australian scene. Oh, it certainly is, mate. And uh, so are you, buddy. Thank you for filling us in. <laughs> And uh, stepping up and doing it all without Welshie? Ah, that's all right, mate. I just hope Steph's all right, to be honest. Same. Exactly. Uh, Enjoy your weekend, folks. We'll catch you next week. Got a big show coming up next week as well, right here on the Turnbuckle.